Maybe in the past you could just be a good artist and get yeah. people to listen. But now yeah. you have to constantly say, "Hey, remember, I, I I'd put this thing out." And yeah, you really do. Got to be a little bit annoying. So you you anyway, really do. and I mean, sometimes it works. Yeah. I think about how they sent us all those text messages to go vote. And I'm not <laughs> But you know what I went and did? I went and voted because they kept blowing me up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Psychoactivision Presents. I'm your host, Peter Strickland, and we've got a wonderful interview for you today. Uh, before we get started, I did want to ask you that if you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to our Psychoactivision YouTube channel. We've got a playlist with all of our podcast episodes, a playlist with all of the music videos we've made, visuals, anything like that that you want to explore. It's all on our YouTube channel. Uh, you, can all, you can also follow us on Instagram at Psychoactivision. For today's episode, I've got uh, a kindred spirit in, in, uh, in, in here. I've got someone that I feel like I could probably talk to you about a lot of things because we're both videographers. Uh, Jomar, AKA Mr. Shimuzu. Hey, what's up? What's poppin'? What's good? It's good to have appreciate you, man. You. Hey, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. Uh, you and I have kind of like followed each other and probably for about two years now, yeah. you know, off and on. And um, I, uh, it, it's been it's been really nice to see your progression over the time. Like I, I think I've really um, gotten to see, you know, you grow. Uh, not that, you know, your stuff was not great at, at first or anything, but I think the fact that now, like, uh, sometimes you share stats on, yeah. on social media where, where you'll say, uh, oh, I've made like a hundred videos this year or something true, like that. True. It always blows my mind. Yeah. So speak to me about that. Like how, how do, how do you think that that was, did that happen organically for you? Or is it something that, I mean, I think it was a lot of, it was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of grinding. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Talking to folks and networking and trying to put some things together, but also I guess a little bit more of a personal growth. I had to work a little harder to get myself better at shooting certain things. So, um, yeah, I think it's been, it's been a crazy journey. Yeah, I think when we first started talking, not that I hadn't shot a lot of videos, but when you say like, oh, the stats, uh, I did shoot, like, I think it was almost 100 videos in that first year of like really putting out uh, music videos. Mm -hmm. It was kind of crazy. And I'm just thinking like, whoa, that, that number kind of went fast. But I think once you find, a, find some people that were like actually motivated and wanted to spend that money mm -hmm. to, to get their image and get what they wanted to get, it just, it flowed really well after that, so. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so bad about this. Uh, before we get into more of what we're talking about, please promote your Instagram um, or any social media, yeah, your absolutely. YouTube. I mean, because you've got a, a lot of content out there that people, I want people to know sure. where to find it. Sure. So yeah, you can find me at uh, Mr. Shimuzu Films on pretty much most platforms. On Instagram, it's just Mr. Shimuzu. Uh, and on YouTube, it is Mr. Shimuzu Films. Facebook, that sort of thing. Uh, my YouTube primarily was filming concerts for years. Um, that's where I kind of started that up, was filming live shows, and then it transitioned into doing more personalized videos for bands, and, and really like the masquerade, the venue. I was really like, I want to see them put out more stuff, so I try to do some work with them, and it just started evolving into more from there. Nice, nice. I did notice that on your YouTube channel that you have so many live videos. Oh yeah, and, um, it's like 4,500 videos. Wow, I, I, I just, I, I, I never quantified it, but oh my God, dude, that, that's like, a lot of videos. Yeah, well, I mean, memory bank, for real. If I'm not mistaken, um, that was, uh, 
you, 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 so you started out that way, but but right. but you and, and right now, I mean, I know you've been touring with a couple of bands, but True. it seems like um, you had that kind of like uh, in in the, in your early days is when you had that pop of content where you were just like, I'm filming concerts all the t- all the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, that was primarily it. And then I think the pandemic really really yeah. changed things. Yeah. Because, you know, you took away the shows. It was like, that's all I did was mm-hmm. go to concerts three to five nights a week because there was always yeah. shows coming. And I guess I just know so many bands because yeah. <laughs> I'm just always at a show. Yeah. But, uh, man, those were the days, too. Like, just so much good music coming through. I know what you mean. It, uh, it, I, were you like me that um, whenever the pandemic first hit, all I could think were, I had a few regrets where I was like, man, there was that one show that I was too tired that night to go to. And I, and then for like two years there were no shows. So I just had a lot of regrets, you know, yeah. for a while, but I was like, get, get over that. Then, then, you know, I've, I've been to a few shows, uh, since, since everything is kind of opened back up more and it's been really nice to get back to some sense of how it used to be. True. And um, I think a lot of those bands, it was uncertain if they were even going to still be a band by the end of it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. where I really feel you were like, dang, I wish I would have saw them because... Exactly. I don't know if I ever will again. Well, I mean, uh, um, much like uh, you know, relationships during the pandemic, bands. You know, I mean, because I mean, like, there, I think everybody knows someone during the pandemic who got divorced or like broke up yeah. with their, you know, something like that. And then mm-hmm. I, I know at least a few bands, you know, that have had the same thing happen. And it's just because I think that that was such a global event that made everyone kind of rethink their lives and people moved away from each other and uh, people had decided that music wasn't what they wanted to do full time anymore, I guess. True. But yeah. but it's really cool to see people like you, though, who uh, were able to kind of shift gears a little bit. Because I mean, because I know you were making music videos before, but it sounds like, Barely. but but it sounds like the pandemic made it where it's like, okay, well, if we can't um, if we can't go to venues, we can True. still make videos outdoors. We can mm. make them at our homes. Like that's one thing I want to talk to you about um, is kind of the DIY nature of like what a lot a lot of what you do. Yeah. And and I kind of wanted to clarify a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, you are like me. You didn't get any formal like instruction on no, education. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so for you, um, how did you learn primarily? Was it through mentors or was it through? Um, it was through a lot of YouTube and trial and error. I, I understand. Yeah. I used to shoot stuff on cell phones at concerts. So mm-hmm. when I got an actual camera and started learning out, you know, I, I started figuring some things. But um, it actually really took me buying an online course. Like buying like full-time filmmaker. Yeah. That was the big one where it was like, oh, I should be shooting this in, you know, 24 frames a second and yeah. that sort of stuff that, you know, shutter speed needs to be 50. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it honestly took, it took getting that to really help me and learn and accelerate to get the, the visuals better. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really, I think honestly purchasing that was like the best thing ever. No, I totally understand. Sometimes, uh, it all it takes is something like um, kind of to your point. I've had professionals try to explain something to me, and and in the moment I don't get it. Right. But then I'll go on YouTube, and it, it can be a, it can also be a different professional, just someone else who is a True. professional. But just having a different voice sometimes makes mm. you all of a sudden go, oh, I get it now. Because I'm sure, like it's like uh, every six months for the past like five years, I've had like a new revelation where I go, oh. That's what, that's what, you yes. know, that's why my shutter speed needs to be like this uh, or the, or that's why, um, the, uh, oh, so that's why my color sucks because my white balance is not like fine tuned the way, you know, things that's like true. that. Yeah. So it's little it, things. Yeah. And, and so, um, that's nice to hear though, that someone else, you know, 
has had a similar background to mine oh, yeah. where like I, I, I got a degree in theater in college, which had no instruction on cameras or anything like that. I mean, like I took, I took ca uh, classes like acting in front of a camera, but mm. that doesn't, you know, that's not at all the same. But I think my point is, I think we're in such a, we're in, a, we're in an age now with the internet, like you yeah. said, with YouTube and with people, um, there's even people like us who just, they want to pass their knowledge on and they make a YouTube channel where they, you know, and that kind of thing. I think it's amazing. So like, yeah. do you have any, uh, anything to speak on with that? Just kind of like, a, like, have you ever had a moment where you're like, man, I'm actually really thankful that I didn't go to film school or something? Like, for example, like, like for me, I've met people on film sets before who, they seem regretful that they went the more formal route because true, they're true. waste a lot of money or something like that. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of that online, talking to mentors and stuff that it's like, it's kind of a plus or minus. You will get a lot of that great training and, and learn a lot of things about the industry, but you could also come out of it and not go anywhere with it. You know what I mean? Versus, mm -hmm. yeah, the internet is, is powerful. YouTube is powerful. And even still purchasing other packages or other uh, learning courses to really get there, it's... Uh, the knowledge is there, you know, you just have to kind of take it and go with it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's crazy. The age of the internet has changed a lot of things and a lot of different career paths where people can live off the internet now, you know, <laughs> making money off of, you know, doing this sort of stuff. So yeah. it's, it's an amazing time to be alive. So not to bring up like a, you know, a, a scary point or anything, but, yeah. but sometimes uh, I, uh, I get a little anxious thinking about the future of what we do, video Ooh. editing and videography. Sure. And, and, and here's what I mean uh, in several ways. I I am scared by how, uh, how good young people, like even like eight or 10 year olds are at oh, like yeah. at, at video editing now oh, wow. on their phones or like, cause if you just sure. go to, like, I think TikTok is the best example of that yep. because they, they made video editing not only like accessible, but fun and like, mm -hmm. and goofy and people did it not for True. the love of like video editing. True. But I think what I'm saying is like, uh, there are music classes these days for like fifth graders where they're learning how to make beats on iPads instead of like learning how to play piano. Wow. Y yeah, in, in case you didn't it. know that. Yeah, so, so that's kind of like the, the direction that they're moving in now. And so to me, I'm like, wow. How are, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm 28 and you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too old or anything, but at the same time, I'm like, by the time I'm like 40, the, the people who are like 18, they're gonna know so much more than me. And, and so I, I think I try to keep up with, everything that's you know modern and and yeah. and that kind of thing but it's a little bit difficult no that's that's insane i mean we're going to replace real instruments with just you know, <laughs> ipads and button pushing no like but i mean the same thing is going to happen with video editing that people at some point are going to respect someone who can edit a TikTok video really well, just as much as oh, me and you version. using a uh, Premiere, right. you know, sure. and it, sure. I, I already get that sometimes. Have you ever had somebody like, kind of act like, like it's like, it's like the, I'm sure you get that where you, you have someone at like, they, they look at your product and they go, really, you think it's worth this much or something right. like that? Right. And, and they act like, man, my like, you know, cousin can do this uh, mm -hmm. and they're like 15 and I'm like, but your cousin's probably using like filters or they're probably using like presets, nothing oh, that they created themselves, yeah, you know? No, and so, right. and, and not that that really matters if the final product is good, True. but to me, I can always tell, like uh, I've talked before about, um, I like to use a lot of VHS effects. Oh yeah, those are cool though. And, and you can always tell the, what is a cheap filter that someone True. bought off the internet or something and what's, oh. and what's like a real, like you, created this using, you actually knew what you were doing. I don't yeah, know how else, yeah, how else yeah. to put it. Yeah. No, actually, because I had a conversation with my brother the other day about that, like preset made assets that make it feel like you're cheating. 
you know, when you're putting these things together versus trying to do things yourself. And it's like some of that stuff you just can't do. You know, yeah. like you, you almost have to rely on oh, well, using it, those presets. Well, I mean, and that makes sense. I've definitely relied on it, but I think my point is. It's weird to me to live in a world where it's like people respect uh, two yeah. things equally, but it's like, I don't know. It's totally I, different processes. Yeah, to too. exactly. I mean, I think really the big difference to me is that the way that, you know, you and I probably edit video is more consistent. Like mm -hmm. we have tools that and things to rely on and like, True. I guess, uh, logic to it. Whereas yeah. Yeah. for some people, it's just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. True. But anyway, let's, Ooh, let's- I haven't tried much when it comes to editing on the phone, so that's a whole- I don't like it. Beast. I mean, cause, cause I, I have, you have iMovie on your phone. Well, no, yeah. no, no, you don't, you don't have iPhone. Oh, no, I do, I do. Oh, for but, some reason I thought I you did. I tried to, I just got it, but I haven't gotcha. tried to do anything crazy with it. You know yeah. what I mean? I, if I'm gonna make some type of reel or something, unless the footage is already on my phone, yeah. I'll probably just make it on the computer, you know? It's easier for me because I, yeah, I, that's just what I'm used to, but, um, I, it's weird because most people these days are just so used to doing everything on their phone. I still like the feeling of sitting in front of a, and I think that's what well, how I feel like a real video editor is. I'm like sitting in front of a real, you know what I'm saying? You got like your setup, right? You got your multi-screen. Because it doesn't make me feel like an editor to be just doing right. on this tiny yeah. little screen yeah. because I can't yeah. see even what the video is supposed to look like. True. You know. True. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just uh, you know wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, but uh, that's real. Let's backtrack a little bit. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you. I want to kind of like talk about your origins. Um, where are you from originally? And uh, how did you, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but like what is your first experience of getting into uh, photography and videography? Ooh. Like, you know, um, I mean like for, you know, if you want to share about buying your first camera or something yeah. like that, like that's usually how I start. Hmm. I'd have to think pretty hard, but I'm originally from New York. Okay. Um, I have lived in Georgia since 96. So I'm pretty much Georgia at this point. I've been yeah. like over 25 years or something. Yeah. But, um, I think my first real experience with the cameras, my dad always had some type of camcorder, those big VHS camcorders yep. on the shoulder. Um, and then I think he upgraded to whatever the smaller version was of those little cassette tapes. And I just remember like filming skate videos with my friends back in the day, just mm -hmm. going around and thinking we're gonna get sponsored by the local skate <laughs> shop. And uh, it, it definitely started out like that at the beginning. And then, I didn't really mess with cameras for a while until pretty much just going to shows. And that was like maybe 2013, mm -hmm. where I think one of the first shows I filmed was the Under Oath, um, Farewell, their first nice. show, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh man, these are gonna be some great memories to put online. And I had this Nokia Lumia camera yeah. phone. It was a, the Windows phone back then. I was uh -huh. really addicted to Windows phone back then. I was the only person, <laughs> the only one that really loved it. But the technology that they had built in with the multi, uh, there was like four microphones built in so it could help suppress some of that crazy noise. And yeah. I was like really into that. So I was like, oh, I can go to shoot shows. And yeah. you know, I can get all the, the, all the sound that sound really good. So I started uploading that online. And that's where it kind of transitioned into like, I just went crazy. And the masquerade didn't care. They were like, come shoot this stuff. And I just started uploading like crazy. And I wasn't even making money from it. You know, I still don't yeah. make any money for my YouTube channel. I think I checked the other day, it says I have $46. And I'm like, that's it over the last, I don't know how long. And I can't even get it out because it needs to be over a hundred before I can get it out. Yep, <laughs> so, yep. So it, it really just, it translated to, or yeah, it started really with the YouTube stuff again. And then, what was it? Maybe like 2017, 2018. Um, I started thinking about doing other content with bands, just seeing yeah. the lack of it. I was like, man, you guys could do so much more, um, especially with the Masquerade. I went and bought a Canon T3i, 
started messing around with that. And mm. what I was doing, realized the lens I got with it was broken. You know, like this <laughs> yeah. dumb stuff. And um, classic. started making some personalized content. I met the marketing manager at the masquerade. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of on the same foot of like, we need to change some things. Let's do some more stuff on Instagram because it was popping then. Um, and I started making videos for them. And nice. then it translated into meeting some other bands that I just was into like Adventurer, Macari. Real is Macari was the first one I was like, oh, I really like this band. I get to meet them, I befriended them. And then I met a couple other people in some bands. And then I just went off like that, like crazy. Like I started touring with Adventurer, met Andreas, met Kurt Travis, um, just everyone in that like Swancore camp and have just been connecting with them since. Nice, that's awesome. I mean, it uh, it's, it's always nice to hear, you know, when someone starts out as like a fan of something oh, sure. that you were doing this for, for, for the love of the game, you know, oh, you know, you yeah, were, you were not sure. at all thinking, oh yeah, this is gonna like lead to money one day or any, yeah. I mean. No, I didn't think about that at all. My first couple of tours I went on were free. You know, yeah, I still had a day yeah, job. Yeah. I was trying to fit things in to see if I liked it, to see yeah, if I could yeah. do it, you know what I mean? Just, just cause if you get that chance to go on tour with a band that you like, it's like, shoot, let's go for it. I totally understand. I feel like that would be an experience that I would enjoy, you know, uh, trying at least once. I've never, because I mean, like, like I've shot uh, concerts, yeah. uh, at, you know, local shows and everything. But um, the only thing uh, that I want to ask about, like, going on tour, is it um, as the videographer, you are not, and the photographer, you're not only, um, you know, working when you're when the show's going on. You're constantly editing. Not only you, I mean, I'm not not even you personally. Any no, anybody who's on tour that, that that's a photographer, they're like constantly editing stuff. So does the uh, with you being the main person who's like always working, do you do you ever get fatigued or you ever have like days where you're like, I don't, it's kind of hard to get through it or you know. No, I think it just depends. It depends on how you tour, mm -hmm. how your sleeping is, that sort of thing. Because if you get some decent sleep uh, and if you have some power, I don't know. For me, it's I feel motivated to get it done and get it to the artist so they can do their thing yeah. and call it a day. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's harder than others, but I, I don't know. I think I, I usually have a pretty decent cycle in terms of like, all right, let me get up. I'm going to knock this out real quick. Get on with the day. Yeah. And that way they have their stuff and... I'm not sitting and, oh, I know I got to go do this. I know I got to do this or. Yeah. But I, I think it just depends on how you tour. Um, when I tour with my homie Andreas, he, he, we just have a van that we ride in and we get hotels every night. Mm -hmm. So usually I'll try to like wake up in the morning sometimes before everybody else and I'll just knock out some edits then because uh, I know I can't really do it in the van because his power situation is all jacked up. Yeah. But, you know, we might go to the gym or something. I might do some work there real quick and just get it done. So that way when we get to the venue, I can just kind of chill. And that way, if I need more rest, I can get it then versus, you know, stressing on the content thing. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, so, you know, I'm sure you enjoy all the, the different stuff that you do equally in some ways, but oh, yeah. do you, but if you had to pick, you know, if, if, if I told you, you could be, you know, make as much money as you need mm. and, uh, and you could be full time, um, uh, like a, a music video director uh -huh. or a, uh, a, tour you know like like Ooh. big tour videographer yeah do you prefer tour or do you prefer music videos mm, i've gone on tour less than 10 times but i enjoy it i think i don't know i think because i just started going in the last like i'm, I'm like 33 so it's yeah. like i think i just since i just started going the last like three to five years i'm like okay i could kind of get it but i don't know i think it just depends on the situation that you're touring into sure um, yeah and you're touring in little vans and stuff and you're sleeping in the van that gets old you yeah, know? no, for but sure. Once you're kind of working with some artists that definitely have a little more clout, a little more money, 
it's easier. Like when I was riding with Fit for an Autopsy in this mm-hmm. past January, February, we had the bandwagon. I mean, I got the bunk bed, I've got yeah. a table to sit at and work, I've got a toilet, a shower, a sink, yeah. a fridge. I can do that. Yeah. I can I can literally wake up and be good with that. You know, I wake up and we're already there. I, there's no day driving. <laughs> That's what's beautiful of it. It's crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I feel like that is definitely the preferred way. I think I think that's really what it comes down to yeah. is if it's a tour where they have enough money for a bus or something right. that is you know substantial enough for you to like live on. Uh, because I mean, living being in a van can it it, it can be fine for you know short tours sure. and everything, but it can sure. get old. So yeah, especially if you're sleeping in it. Yeah, <laughs> because I've done, been there, done that. And hey, you know, I can't knock it. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I'm like, we got to go up. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally hotels, understand. But I get it's expensive. I, yeah. I totally see all the well, struggle on the road. And then, honestly, I have trust issues with hotels because, 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 <laughs> well, because dude, I have, I have a good story about. Oh, okay, well, I was going to say, because I've paid like 150 bucks for a hotel room yeah. before and then had like roaches in there. And I'm oh, like, yeah. to oh, me, yeah. 150 bucks should be. At least, at least you know, not multiple roaches, just one roach at the most, you know. But anyway, yeah, man. And I think there was a sink that like didn't drain. It was just like like full of water. It was gross. Yeah, it was an awful. Yeah, but it was it was like only place available that night. So anyway, wow. Yeah, I. But tell me, tell me about your story. What you got? Hotels, they're rough. Like you just never know what you're getting into. It'll say non-smoky and the smoky in there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. We went to this hotel. We, we was on tour. I was on tour with my boy Andreas. This was like last summer. We were with Strawberry Girls, who ended up coming to that same hotel, ironically. Um, so we got it. It was like probably one o'clock in the morning because, you know, we get there kind of late. Um, and we get the key. We're walking up to the room. We're just chilling. Like, All right, about to go up in here. We open up the door and we look in and there are a couple in the bed kind of hanging out, doing their thing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not the room we need to be in. And me and Andreas look at each other and close that door and walk away. Oh, as shit. As fast as we can. And it was like, dude. It's like, if they I gave you that key. not just walk in on this couple. And why did they not have the deadbolt? I don't know, man. That shit sucks. Like, right. I I mean, did y'all, did, did y'all still stay at the hotel? Uh, he, he went and complained. <laughs> another room all right and then we get in that room that room smells like smoke and he's oh, a man. singer and he's like oh i can't do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah but you know we kind of sucked it up because it was like god that we have to leave and then what are we gonna do that is uh well so you know what i feel like i'd be more mad if i was the couple Absolutely. because i'd be like wait wait you guys gave you a key gave to random people and right. you know because uh, but I've learned through reading like online reviews and shit, like you can't trust hotel management anywhere because, because like, I mean, I've read hotel reviews where someone's like, I woke up in the middle of the night and the hotel manager was in my room smoking a cigarette oh and like, God. I'm like, oh my, oh, like, what the you fuck? Shot. Like, yeah. No, yeah. That? So, uh, that's why you always deadbolt that shit in a hotel. <laughs> and I mean, people can still, I think, find a way to take it off, but like, True. whatever, it, True. you know, no, I hope, I hope they got comped. I hope they didn't. Like <laughs> you know, what's even crazier too, cause we woke up in the morning and we're about to leave i'm in the van and i see this two couple i'm like that's them right there. <laughs> they didn't see us, they us but i was like they just walked by us nice that's them so oh that's that was, funny that was insane i've never ever been in a situation where we got somebody else's key yeah and now again i that makes me have trust issues yes. i'm paranoid about that yes. shit we have upgraded since then to nice. whatever we were staying at like some super eight or some crap yeah you know, yep. just some red roof in He's like, oh, we go to Hilton now, Marriott. I'm like, all right, hey, let's go. <laughs> they, haven't nice. done, they haven't done us wrong yet. Yeah. 
But wow, I, I probably have more random hotel stories and just stuff. But yeah, yeah, that yeah. One, that one is one of my favorites. Um, changing gears a little bit, I wanted to ask you about, uh, or not really ask you, just kind of comment and then you know see what you have to say. One thing I've noticed about, uh, you know, I, I would say these days music videos is primarily your content, right? Like, yeah, the, I was the, saying that was the big gist of what I was doing for sure. So um, I really appreciate from you know from my perspective. You seem to uh, work with a really good variety of artists. Oh, yeah. And the reason I bring that up is just because, uh, I mean, for the most part, music video directors, videographers, any, you know, it seems like they kind of have a specific lane that, they, that for, they're in. And they, genre. yeah, and, and I mean, if, if it, like someone's a hip hop director, they only direct hip hop stuff. And right. then even then they have, you know, everyone has a style, they have things they like to put in there. But I've noticed even within genres, I, I, you have so many music videos. I haven't watched all of them. You know, obviously, I, 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 I would, I'm sure you, I'm, I would, I, I would doubt that you've even watched some of them more than like twice or two or three times because there's so many of them, dude. No, seriously. Um, but anyway, you know, there's a lot. There's a playlist but, right now with like 160. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I've They're made actually I, out. I've made like maybe two or three music videos ever, and so like I respect is all I'm saying. But, yeah. but um, it's, it's a lot. But I think my point is. Uh, I really, really like that about your content that, you know, you do a, a lot of, it's mainly, I would say what I notice is metal and hip hop, yeah. but at the same time, there's really good, I've noticed a lot of like stuff that's kind of cross genre, like stuff that's kind of EDM, but also, huh. uh, or I feel like I've noticed some EDM stuff, yeah, maybe was, some well, kind of like poppy was, uh, EDM stuff. There was like house music kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I've done that. You're right. I've done like metal. I'm, I'm such a metal kid, a metalcore kid at heart, so yeah. it's kind of sad that I don't do enough metal videos, especially since I know so many bands. Yeah. But yeah, I, my strive was to do more, or my aim was to do more metal videos. I ended up turning into doing the rap stuff because I had some friends where I started out doing their, their videos and then it just kind of spread. Yeah. You know, I went crazy from there, but I, I think that's what helps me stand out a little bit from some of the other people around here is they will only stick to rap, R&B, yeah. you know, hip hop, that sort of stuff. And me, it's like, I want to shoot metal. I want to shoot alternative. I'll shoot mm -hmm. your rock band. I've shot literally rock, butt rock band type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've shot that. I've shot metalcore. I've shot, uh, you know, experimental alternative. I mean, yeah, that house one was really cool. I've shot a country one. It's not even really That's right. I noticed I that. One yeah. country video. Um, I don't think he likes it though, but it's it's not it's not me thing. It's it's a him thing. But. Well, I mean, well, honestly, but country music videos, it's it's a. I would say out of all music video genres, it's it's a strange one. I yeah. mean, to me at least, because um, personally, like I think hip hop videos are are the most accessible to create. Absolutely. Because all you really need is, for the most part, a person yep. uh, lip syncing the lyrics yep. in, in in front of in front of the camera. You really only need one person. That's it. But then, like a country song, country videos often are like a narrative. Like they have like they need to have multiple story, people. Right? Like it, it's not really someone just singing in front of a camera. And then even like rock music kind of goes in and out. Sometimes it's narrative. Sometimes it's it's just performance. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer if it was the former. I, I wish it was just a little bit more. Actually, I don't want it to be both. I want it to be performance yeah. plus a narrative versus just the narrative's cool. I've just did one in Miami that was like that. It was mm -hmm. like 80% narrative and mm -hmm. the last minute of the song or less, it was all performance shots. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely been there and, and those are cool and creative. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely would rather have those than we just sit in one room or some spot and we just shoot. Yeah. That, that gets old too, you know. I try to get these guys to think outside the box but on the same foot, you gotta invest in yourself and nobody wants to invest in themselves. So, that that makes it hard. Yeah, no, I I totally understand. Uh, I mean, really, what you're getting down to is, uh, 
it's like people maybe don't always understand that the quality of video that they're seeing that someone like, you know, I don't know, Young Thug has out. True. It they're they're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars, yep. millions of dollars into a music video. So if you are putting, you know, I don't know, five hundred bucks in a music video or something, oh. it you can expect that it will be good, but sure. but there's certain things that yeah, I, I mean, I've even had had that kind of thing before where you know someone's like, I have an idea for a video, and then they give it to me, and I'm like, I can do what you're talking about. It's going to cost a lot of money, yeah. like and a lot of time, sure. and that's the main thing. Time sure. is money, like time is money. So that's what it comes down to. Is like, mm-hmm. I mean, because like I'm sure you've had people suggest something, and you go. Okay, I can shoot that, but the editing process or something is going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you, you, we're going to have to figure out a way. It's yeah. going to be more expensive than my normal videos, or you know. True. Yeah. Or even just yeah, paying for a location. Or I had a situation with a band where you know we already talked about, hey, this might look good. This location's dope. Um, let's do it. And then they're like, oh, money, we can't afford this now. And I'm like, but we just talked about this. And they rather you know. Let's try to do a freeish thing or something. I'm like, hey, you know, we could do it, but if we get kicked out, X, Y, Z, I'd rather it just be a lot more of a controlled, ex- you know, environment. Especially yeah. when it comes to like bands that have drums. That's really it. That's all I used to really say. Once some drums hit, that makes so much noise. So yeah. much to so where it's like, what, 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 what could happen? So yeah, I would rather it be a little bit more of a controlled, planned experience. Let's let's plan this out. Let's figure it out. And let's do absolutely. It and hey, if you have extra money, put it down on marketing. You know, make yourself, put yourself out there so more people can see it. I'd rather them come with a good plan with that, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, something, you know, uh, that I also appreciate about like what you offer is, uh, and you know, other other people do offer something similar to this, but uh, oftentimes it's like in a rental situation. Mm -hmm. You you offer um, two levels of video depending on the camera you shoot with Mm -hmm. because you do have a red cinema camera. And that by itself makes, I mean, it, it, uh, it's kind of silly. Like red is obviously it's an awesome brand, but even, but it's one of those brands that even just that name being associated with a video makes it like, Oh, this is worth this much more. Oh, for sure. I mean, especially if they know what it is. Exactly. A lot of people don't know it and don't understand the the science and stuff behind the red. Now, like on the flip side of that, as good as the red is, as good as red is, um, I've known people who have told me that the videographers who've said, oh yeah, I've had it, like, or I've have had rappers like message me and ask if I have a red camera. Mm-hmm. And then they've said, and then the videographer said, uh, no, but I can rent one. And then mm-hmm. they're like, I don't even want to mess with you if you don't own a rent ca- red wow. camera. And I'm like, wow. do you understand how much those cost? Like, because, True. because True. the thing is, it's, it's not even only a cost thing, it's a practicality thing. If you, you know, if you, if the, if your budgets are good enough to where you can just rent the stuff, True. then most people are like, well, I can use a different camera if I want to on another shoot. I'm not, I'm not locked into a certain camera. Mm-hmm. So I guess my point is, there's a flip side of that. Some people oh, yeah. think red, but you have to know how to use it. You have to, True. I mean, and uh, and that's something I noticed True. that I noticed that you did was that when you first got it you kind of offered like discounted rates and you yep. said, Hey, you know, I just got this camera yep. and, and obviously the content to build a reel from it, you know? Well, and the content was great, but yeah, if, if you haven't shot much with that camera, then people are going to want, they're going to like, well, I want to see yeah. what you've done with it. But, uh, but anyway, I'll, I, I, I appreciate that you offer the two because oh, yeah. it gives people pricing options and, yep. and it makes them, I mean, once they do commit to the red, have you had people really kind of like, I'm sure you've had great experiences with people being happy with their product and everything. Right. So yeah, I, I think it, it's almost on, there's two sides to it. Cause you have some folks that know about it and they're like gung ho for it. Like for instance, you said the, the whole, <laughs> 
do you have the red or not? Do you own it? If he would have came to him and been like, yeah, I got it. Let's go and built that into the price. He wouldn't have even known. It's true. Yeah. On the flip side, I got a gig with a bigger artist because I had the red. Because the dude was, I guess he was sending multiple messages to people. And as soon as I said, well, I have a red, they went with me. Nice. So it's, uh, you know, and that foot, it helped me get in the door. And I knew that's what I was getting into when I bought the camera. I knew that it would help open up those doors. And then on the flip side, I've had artists where they, I've gotten them to do that deal when I got the camera, come and see, you know, shop with it on the low. And there's a couple of folks that just don't see it and don't understand the difference. They see, yeah, it looks good, but they don't, they didn't really get it. Yeah. Color science, none of that stuff. And they're the ones that are just going to go back to the regular camera the next time. Yeah. Versus you have some that they understand it, they see it, and they they know what what you can Mm -hmm. do with it. And they'll keep spending it because they want that look every time. Yeah. And it's hard because I own a R6 and the quality of that is so nice. Sometimes you forget which camera is shot what because they both look so good. Mm-hmm. But I can always tell with the red, it just looks slightly different. But I'm guessing that's because of the sensor. It's like full frame versus Super 35. Mm-hmm. I, I know it makes folks look a little bit differently in, in, in the quality to come with it. But I don't know. That, that red's a nice camera. I, I, I enjoy it so much. Um, kind of the, I guess, some videographer talk we're going to get into for a second. But I know that, at least I've noticed on uh, social media, you usually shoot uh, w- with your, uh, I'm sorry, what is the Canon camera that you have? Um, I have a Canon M6 Mark II. That's what I was... And then I have the R6. Okay. Which I just got that a couple months ago. The M6 is what I'm thinking of. I mean, well, I've noticed you use that a lot uh, on a gimbal. Yes. But you don't use, uh, do you have a gimbal setup that can hold the red or is it too large? Because I'm just kind of curious because I don't know. <laughs> I guess it, yes and no. I do have the regular gimbal I use, which is like the Weeble S, that can hold the red, mm-hmm. but I have to use like a really small lens on it. So, I, yeah, to off, yeah, it's just yeah, the weight and size of the weight sheet. and the batteries on the back. If I did it without the batteries and did a plug in cord, I can probably get away with using a bigger lens on it because mm-hmm. it's helping offset some of that weight. Yeah. I did buy a Crane 3, which is like that way bigger gimbal to yeah. put on it. And it's great, but it's way too heavy. It's like it, 10 pounds by itself or something. Yeah. Not even, but you know what I mean? It's like... It's not, it's not practical. It. It's yeah. not. I tried it on a shoot and I couldn't do it. My arms were screaming. Yeah. And it was so cool because it was getting the look I wanted. But I just kind of realized that's going to be like a handheld cam unless I have a certain situation I need to run the gimbal on it. Mm-hmm. And when I do run the gimbal, it, it does work out great. But... I kind of like having it as a handheld cam. And one of my mentors, he shoots 90, 95% with that camera handheld. Mm-hmm. So, and he does a lot of big work. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that was my main question was that, uh, have you noticed, uh, I mean, whenever you're shooting with something like a, a larger cinema camera, you have to kind of like adapt your shooting yeah. techniques. Cause Absolutely. I'm sure before that you were very used to um, only doing gimbal shots. I love really. my gimbal. I'm not I do too. Lie. Yeah. I love the movement I can get with it, especially when you have the Canon and the autofocus is fire. I, I've a lot of people say, Oh, I don't use it. X, Y, Z. I use it. It's there. It works. Haven't had too many issues where it missed. Mm-hmm. And I love the way, at least some of my shots come out using the gimbal and I could just, I have way more control, but I do like shooting handheld with the red and it has me shooting handheld with a Canon now too, because you kind of get some differences in shots yeah. and scenes and, uh, I don't know. It definitely helps you grow as a as a filmmaker as you keep going and you're using your tools. Um, I definitely love and miss my gimbal. I still use it, but it's it's just I have to use it in certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, okay, I can do this. So, dang, just when you talk about, it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I no, love, I understand. I, love the gimbal. I do, I, and I never got into using the Steadicam one. The, yeah, 
That thing's, I have one of those. I tried using it. They're really hard to use. Do you mean like the, the, uh, the what you call it? The, you know, it's got the handle and the weight. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. The, um, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it either. Yeah. Um, because that's like kind of the main one they have when they have the shoulder rigs. With the yeah, yeah, yeah. Set up. And yeah. You got the little arm. Well, like, usually have that. There are some it. videographers who swear by yeah, like what you're talking about, where it's basically yeah, like the Trinity kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and Trinity setup. Thing. Well, and, and uh, there's people who swear by that as opposed to a gimbal. So the only time um, um, hmm. the the gimbal I use is a I have a Ronin S, and okay. um, uh, I, I really like it. Yeah, it's good. Um, one. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's still serving me really well. Yeah. But uh, the thing about I don't know about gimbal work, like I I appreciate it and mm. I enjoy it. But like, there's been times where it definitely is not uh, as practical. Like I shot sure. a I shot a wedding last year, and mm. I remember the gimbal was really great for. Uh, I only had one camera. If I had, if I had two cameras, it would have been easier because I could have Absolutely. one on like a tripod and one on the gimbal. Yeah. But the problem I was coming I was having was changing lenses or mm. or taking the camera off the gimbal to, mm. get, to get a different shot yes having to put it back on it's, it's it's such a process so like for me i just kept it on the gimbal the whole time but there were times when that wasn't the most practical for a certain shot Absolutely. or i was being because like a gimbal no matter how big it is it's pretty obtrusive sometimes mm -hmm. if, especially at a wedding you want to have something where or even a concert yeah. you can kind of get around people oh, where yeah. they're not noticing and yeah that's why you say that because i stopped bringing my gimbal on tour because i realized it was just it's not practical. I'm not going to pull it out. It's too much to set up and bring around. There's certain shots you can get with it, but other than right. that, that's pretty much I'm it. I'm just going to handhold it the yeah. whole time. Um, but it's funny because we just shot a wedding and it, it was kind of like that. We had one on a tripod kind of situation or a monopod mm -hmm. and I was on the gimbal the whole time. And there's some shots where, yeah, I just kind of wanted to take it off and get certain different shots, but sometimes it's a little too much. I don't know. Yeah. But I think for, for the gimbal work, it just it's, it's a time and a place for it. It Absolutely. Really and when you see like a lot of corporate work people talk about doing, they don't use gimbals in that. They yeah. use tripods all the time and sliders, you know? But yeah. I think in this more creative aspect, you have way more free range and maybe I will use a gimbal for this. Maybe I can pull it off mm -hmm. handheld. Mm -hmm. Depends on what kind of look you're going for. And especially now with social media and everything, I don't know. I mean, there's so much vertical video stuff. I have a vertical video mount for my camera. I was going to say that that's a popular thing now is to like uh, cameras that can easily switch yep. or, you know, I, I mean, which it makes sense because uh, I'm sure you've had this problem when you have portrait or uh, yeah. when you, when you have landscape yep. uh, video size it up the and then you're, and then you're trying to like make a, like make, take a little slice of it. It's, it's really hard to get, you have to do a lot of keyframing to get like, yep. Yep. to actually like have the, the action. Ooh. So it'd be nice <laughs> if you could just turn it sideways, but, yeah. but at the same time, like, it's not always practical because then that footage is only useful for that. Yep. You know? Yeah, but anyway. So my brother does a lot of editing like that and he yeah. does for sure. Like those keyframes and everything are just nuts. And and I mean, <laughs> for the videos I make vertical, I don't even I don't even take the time to try to move that stuff around. Yeah. You know, if it fits in the middle, it fits in the middle. If not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna spend the time to really push it over unless it yeah. has to be done that way. No, I like, understand. Usually yeah. for me, for those little promos. They don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless they were going to hit me up and say, hey, we need this specifically. Mm -hmm. Like I did a shoot the other day and it was all vertical, mm -hmm. but it was strategic for his ad planning and it made sense. Yeah. But I think it's kind of funny how we've gone so backwards and like, oh, vertical is the way to go. We could just hold our phone, you know, not vertical, but horizontally, I mean. Yeah. And then now it's like every video is vertical 
And vertical videos, half the time, you can't even see everything. You're cutting out stuff to make it work. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because uh, YouTube has YouTube Shorts now, yeah. and that's it. it I, I went on there the, for the first time the other day, and I thought I was dumb. Like, yeah. I honestly, was like they're pushing it pretty hard. But, but for me, I was like, I feel like this is just uh, also it's all the same. Yeah, it, it's to me. I, I would rather just be a post where it's just a. Ver I don't know. It it, it mm. it's really no different. Um, it, it's funny because I kind of miss watching phones, you know. Yep. Yep. Ways and. Or watching phones, watching videos. Well, it, it's kind of crazy because uh, the like social media is a lot more adapted now to where yeah. like like Instagram, you can hit a button to make it full screen noticed, like that. I noticed it can do that. But but it, but it used to be like I'm sure you you've noticed this. Like uh, I used to have to edit stuff specifically, like knowing oh well well they're not going to be able to turn it wide. Right, so and you know right. and there were even tricks that people had where they'd say in the video they'd put a thing that said rotate your phone. Mm -hmm. But now you don't have to do that. Like yeah. you can just. I think it kind of knows what kind of video. Yeah. Or whatever. Whatever. They Instagram's changed a lot. Yeah. yeah Especially yeah. when it comes to this push with reels. Yep. It's, it's so crazy now. So it's it's making me have to adapt because reels is just another TikTok, which is it's it it's, is. it's it's which is the funny thing is. Uh, so much content is made on TikTok and then shared on Reels. Right though. on there. So yeah, they'll I, take the watermarks off and they'll throw it right on there. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get on it, but it's hard. It's it's hard adapting and having the time to do so. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, oh man. I mean, it helps. The main thing that about Reels and TikTok, uh, I I like them, but. It's really unpredictable. The one positive is that it's the only way you can really get your stuff out to an audience that doesn't already follow you. True. Um, because because th that's the whole platform is that they is that is that they. Whereas like if I share a post, only my followers are going to see it that's unless true. I sponsor it. But but then on the flip side of that, it's really unpredictable. Like I've had uh, reels that got like eleven hundred views yep. randomly, yep. and then I'll have a reel that gets eleven views right mm -hmm. after it, and, and it's the same content posted at the same time of the week, mm -hmm. and I'm like. That's it, so. It's, it, it TikTok's the same way. I've had it where it's like, you know, it's like ten thousand views and then five views. So, oh, wow. so it's yeah. it's not very. Predi no. It's I would say Instagram's the a little more predictable, but yeah, but it still sucks. Yeah. It, it, anyway, Ugh, it's it's a battle. I want to kind of uh, transition into uh, kind of like our final part of the discussion. Okay. Um, I want to know where Mr. Shimuzu Films is going next. Because Ooh. I feel like, Ooh. you know, well, I mean, I feel like within the past, you know, year or so with you buying your red camera and you've definitely been financially and otherwise investing in your business. Absolutely. But I want to know, do you have something that uh, our listeners or like your, Ooh. your, uh, I was going to say fans, but I don't really know if they're fans. Uh, like, fans, I, viewers, your, your viewers, uh, yeah. um, I, I was, you know, maybe they want to know what to expect from you in the future if there's some kind of new avenue that you're looking into. Interesting. Hmm. Huh, I don't know what's on the future right now. I've just been kind of focused on building up the brand and networking. Um, I would say definitely 2020, 2021, it was just balls to the walls, like shooting content, shooting videos. I had a day job the whole time. And I quit that day job last summer and have just been focused on doing creative stuff and things have been great. Um, and then I went on tour for a little bit. Things slow down and I'm kind of just, you know, refocusing on some things to where maybe I go on tour more and focus on making more content for bands. Because I went on tour with Fit for an Autopsy and I primarily sold merch um, and I did a little bit of video, but that still helped me get creative to help me network. So now I'm like, what can I do next? So I'm in talks of doing like maybe some tour documentaries with some bands, that sort of thing. So I'd say more of that type of content hopefully soon. Um, but I don't know. I'm still just focused on working with artists, working with them, making sure they get their content. Music videos, definitely. 
that's what I want to make. I want to make those. And, and, and it almost kind of goes back to that question you were talking about. Like, what do you want to do? It's like music videos, always. I always want to, that's, that's been a passion. I started making them, it's cool. And I just want more budget to be able to do more creative stuff. Or more, and not even just budget, just give me a little something, a little push, a little direction, you know? Yeah, Let's absolutely. Let's a green screen and try it. I haven't even done anything like that. So yeah, um, I think it, a lot of that's coming. And I've been planning and working on a course, an online course. Uh, to how to shoot music videos and that sort of stuff. So that's awesome. That's, uh, that's definitely, I've got some ideas already written down. It's just, you know, trying to get some type of cool setup, even like what you have. Like, this is great. I need to work on my life and get that kind of stuff. <laughs> <So> <laughs> well, I thank you. Thank that. you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a really good goal of mine is trying to have something like that, build up this legacy a little bit, uh, get some residual income coming in too, and, and just kind of build from that. You know, I think quitting my job and kind of having this freedom, it's given me more opportunity to like, all right, what do I really want to do? You know, this video stuff. Cause once you got the video, once you have the camera and you know how to edit things, you can do anything. You know, I've got my niche, you know, music videos and music in general is cool. You know, I could do a little bit of real estate, which I do have some of that, you know, tapped in. Um, and I would love to have some commercial work, just any type of businesses to work with when things are slow to kind of keep that thing moving. But I just definitely want to keep creative. That's, that's where I look at it from here. Keep creative keep making stuff. That sounds awesome, man. I mean, I think uh, you're on a good trajectory. I think that, you know, it, it, it'll be cool just to see for me where you are in like a year or two, because so far since I've followed you, I think your work's gotten better. Yeah, um, real quick, I just kind of want to maybe talk about a couple of videos that you made that, uh, you know, to kind of close out. Oh, yeah. Um, I think my one of my favorite videos that you've made was uh, also probably because I'm partial. I really like this song. Um, <laughs> I really like the cultist video uh, that oh, you made for. Actus Reus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That th that was a great video. I, I, I and, and and it was a good video from what we just talked about. It was a combination of performance and narrative. That, yes. Uh, That's why I love that band because they was, have yeah. this whole character that they, you know, keep reintroducing into the videos yeah, yeah. and he's always getting into mischief. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's all over yeah. the place. So I love that creativity from them. And it's it's funny you mentioned them because I feel they're one of the best bands that show like example of how even my growth in, in filming, like the first video we did, I was like, all right, it was it was good. Mm -hmm. Cultist, I was like, oh, we went crazy on this one. Like, I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, it, well, it, uh, I mean. And it had Taylor Barber from Left to Suffer in it, too. I liked it. Yeah, his part was great. Yeah. Well, well, and, and I thought it was cool. The uh, I think y'all did a good job of, like, distinguishing, you know, the different, like, spaces and everything. Because he looked like he was in a distinctive, like, like it was like it was the same world, but, yeah. like, not quite the same. And because he was the featured artist, I think yeah. it made sense. You know? Which is ironic because he was supposed to be there the day of the video shoot. And he didn't make it for some odd reason. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because that space we had, it was so tight. I was like, I don't know if we could have fit Taylor in here. Like, <laughs> I don't know if we could have done this. And and to give him a different section of that room that we were working with, just to have his own solo, I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know. But we honestly didn't shoot that part until like a month later. Oh, wow. And yeah. we found this dope little section, this little tunnel. And I was like, we're going to shoot in here. And inside the tunnel, I had like all these space designs and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. The colors and everything will still kind of match from that video yeah. too, or from the earlier parts. So it worked out really well. Like that's definitely one of my faves. And nice. I think that's the one that they've gotten the most views on too for them. Really nice. They, they had it released on BBTV and they did well, so. I think that, uh, I'm trying to think, sorry. My, I was stoked on that release though. I was like, ooh, PVTV, I love that website. Do you, I mean, do you find that, uh, 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 I'm always kind of intrigued by, on YouTube at least for people, uh, 
whenever it's released on like a from a channel like that as opposed mm -hmm. to like your own individual channel. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've had people who it's like they release it on their own channel and they have like 50 subscribers and then yeah, it kind of it doesn't really do much. It kind of it kind of goes down. That's where it, I, I tell them the market. They exactly. Have to yeah. Do some marketing because get some. I mean, like a, a way that I see it, like one of the least things you can do is try to find um, a local, even if it's like a super indie online publication that will yeah. write about your release. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if they just say, this music video is coming out today, you can share that, it looks legit. Facts. So that way people, Facts. yeah, yeah. You're right about that. And I really should push people to do that more because I love seeing those types of articles. Yeah. Some of them could be cheesy or what, but I have an artist that his video, I know he's been marketing it hard for over six months and it's at like 350,000 plays. And every couple weeks or so, I get an article tag or something. Mm -hmm. Yo, check out his video. What do you think? Da 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 da. And I'm like, see, that's it. I mean, these these pages, yeah. they might not be that crazy. They might be, you know, just share the video X Y Z. But it's better than nothing. It looks great, and maybe some legit people actually mm -hmm. went and watched the video. You never know. I think sometimes people. It's that my last podcast guest uh, kind of went. We talked about this. Um, some people are too, they're too cool. They, they, they're, 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 they're afraid to really try to say, I want people to like me or I want, or I want people to listen to my stuff. And so they act like, oh, well, I'll just put it out there and people will watch it. And I'm like, you gotta, yeah. and, and you gotta beg people's attention right. today. True. You know, you really like do. maybe in the past you could just be a good artist and get yep. people to listen. But now yep. you have to constantly say, hey, remember, I, I, I put this thing out and- Yeah, you really do. Gotta be a little bit annoying. So you you anyway. You really do. And I mean, sometimes it works. Yeah. I think about how they sent us all those text messages to go vote. And I, that's what I <laughs> but you know what I went and did? I went and voted because they kept blowing me up. Damn, dude, I forgot about that. that but and I really wish they'd do it right now because I know we have an election coming up. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. Send them the text messages. I'm not gonna know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's one thing. If you text it out, you're gonna see it. Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah. Annoy, you might not look at it at that moment, but or respond to it, but you're gonna see it. Oh man, that's funny. I mean, I think I think so many people were like. Yeah, we we already voted. Like we we yep. we're, we're done. Yes, Come we're on, done. just we're shut up, shut up, yep. shut up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. That's but that's real. I think just even tell all the artists, just please, if you have any type of anything, market your video. There's yeah. no point spending the money if you're not going to spend it to get some people to see it. Because it's literally a product. Right. Yeah. I'm like, and if you're going to come spend twelve hundred bucks with me. You know, cool. My job's done. Mm -hmm. I, if one person sees it, a hundred people, whatever. But I at least want you. To have people see it, you know what I mean. But yeah, they have to be able to do that. So yeah. that's it's a hard one, you know. Because because really, that's not your job. Like right, your you, your job is to say, hey, watch this video because yeah. you know it's I'll part of, it's, it. it's part sure. of my it's part of my portfolio and everything. But at sure. the same time, you're like, but past that, if it does badly, it's not on you because no, you not. all but you I did want, was I want it. them to succeed. Yeah, obviously, that's, that's yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah. why I got into. It. I want people to succeed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if they don't want to do it for themselves, it is what it is. You yeah, know, yeah. Hey, I can't do nothing about it, but I'm just glad that we got a good looking product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That's a whole different beast. I could go on about I, I, marketing and stuff. Yeah, I totally hardcore. understand. So, oh. <laughs> no, no, I totally get it. Um, I think we're probably going to wrap the conversation up here. Sure. Um, let me uh, ask if you wanted to uh, promote anything else. Like, you're just kind of like, you know, I like to bookend it so people can hear the beginning and the end. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, your Instagram, YouTube, yeah. anything like yep. that? So, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Shimuzu and the same at Twitter. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Mr. Shimuzu Films where you can find those 4,500 plus concert videos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shit. Uh, it's a lot. And uh, my website, Mr. Shimuzu Films.com. 
Awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I got I mean, merch. Check it out. Yeah. I got it. Come yeah. shop. I was going to say, you came You came prepared. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, thank you so much for coming in. Congrats. This has been a great conversation. And uh, like I said, can't wait to see where you end up after this. Oh, yeah. You're going to see soon. We're doing big things. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>